It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Washington football team, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. All right, everybody, we wrap up the week right here on the Locked On Washington football team podcast. I'm your host, Chris Russell. Hope you guys enjoyed Crossover Thursday with James Rapine, Locked On Bengals. We are brought to you by our friends at Pepsi. That's right. You know the deal. Pepsi is made for football watching. And we are going to be watching some football this weekend, no doubt about it. A little bit of college football and then the NFL. On Sunday, Sunday night, and Monday, including the Washington football team and the Cincinnati Bengals, this football season will be different, and Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day, no matter how you watch this season. I'll be at FedEx Field. You are not allowed at FedEx Field, sorry, but you can get yourself ice cold Pepsi or Diet Pepsi and have yourself a good old time. Pepsi is the refreshment you need to power through game day and become a member of the League of Football Watchers because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game. It's made for those who watch it. Why don't you go to madeforfootballwatching.com and check out the latest football watching content again from our friends at Pepsi. All right, so away we go right here. Coming up on the show, we are going to hear from quarterback coach Ken Zampezi, who talked about uh, Alex Smith and Dwayne Haskins. That's probably going to make some people hopeful, optimistic, I think. As well, we're going to hear from left tackle Morgan Moses. Wait, you say, whoa, Chris, what are you talking about? Morgan Moses plays on the right side. Well, not anymore. He plays on the left side right now because... Cornelius Lucas is officially out for this week's game and pretty good chance that he'll miss Thanksgiving Day uh, in Dallas, although I can't say that definitively. Uh, But also, you have Jaron Christian on IR. So the Washington football team is dealing with all sorts of injuries. So we'll hear from Moses, we'll hear from Zampezi, and now we'll get you that injury report for the Washington football team for this game against the Cincinnati Bengals. So uh, Ron Rivera and the team officially ruled out Ryan Anderson. Of course, Jaron Christian went on IR yesterday, as we mentioned, DeShazer Everett, who's been a starting safety. He's dealing with an ankle injury uh, as well. They ruled out Cornelius Lucas, as we mentioned, and Jared Norris, a backup linebacker, more a special teams guy. He's been dealing with a hamstring. That's the second straight game he's missing. Meanwhile, uh, Isaiah Wright did not practice on Friday. That's not a good sign. So he's now questionable. He was added to the injury report, but it's an illness. Nick Sunberg has an illness questionable but he was full practice on Friday so um, you know you have to kind of like list these guys but Sunberg should be okay right I'm not sure Dontrell Inman was full practice on Friday after not practicing earlier in the week he is listed as questionable Dustin Hopkins was a full practice on Friday after not practicing early in the week so he should be good to go so again Anderson Christian well again Christian's on IR Anderson Everett 
Ryan Anderson, Everett, Jared Norris, Cornelius Lucas, all ruled out. Hopkins, Inman, Sunberg, Isaiah Wright, questionable for Cincinnati. Uh, Geno Atkins is going to come back. He was dealing with the birth of his child. Mike Daniels uh, is ready to go. So is A.J. Green. They were dealing with some personal issues. Joe Mixon, once again, is out. He didn't practice all week, so they're starting running back. That means Samaj P. Ryan and Gio Bernard will split the running back duties for the Cincinnati Bengals. Here's an interesting one. Bobby Hart, their starting right tackle, was full goal late in the week, so he should be okay for uh, Friday on the right side, or I should say for Sunday on the right side. One of their backup guards, Alex Redman, is questionable. Uh, but again, the big one for Cincinnati is Joe Mixon once again uh, being out. They were all beat up in the secondary last week going into their game against Pittsburgh, but they've gotten some of their guys back. They have a couple of guys that are questionable for Sunday's game, but nothing really major uh, outside of that. All right, so that's your injury report for this Sunday's game. As well, before we turn it over to Zampezi and Morgan Moses, we have this. The Washington football team minority owners have apparently struck a deal. And this was rumored, but the Washington Post got some more information on it and started doing some digging on it uh, because they have the resources and they have the investigatory tools, if you will. And they uh, uncovered that the group of minority owners, Bob Rothman, Dwight Shar, and Fred Smith, received an offer of $900 million for a 40% stake in the Washington football team. This is according to two people uh, that are sources for The Post, Liz Clark, Mark Maskey, Will Hobson, uh, who did a lot of the reporting on Dan Snyder and behind the scenes and the sexual harassment. Um, But Dan is apparently, according to The Post and according to the documents, in between the minority owners and the sales. So the prospective buyers are somebody named Behdad Egbali and Jose Feliciano, who are billionaire co-founders of Clear Lake Capital, which is a private equity firm in Santa Monica, California. Feliciano's wife, Kwanzaa Jones, who's a singer, songwriter, and philanthropist, grew up in the Washington, D.C. area. I'm reading again from the Post. Uh, So basically, the three minority shareholders, according to the Post, tentatively accepted the $900 million offer for 40%. However, again, according to the Post, Snyder is blocking the sale. Why? Because he is using, I guess, his and exercising his right of first refusal to buy back minority shares of the team before they're sold to other parties. So what you have here is apparently Snyder wants to buy the 25% share held by Fred Smith, the chairman of FedEx, and Bob Rothman, but apparently not the 15% owned by Dwight Sharp. Now remember, all three of the all four of these guys used to be the best of friends and really close and they're all now at war with each other. 
And Shore and Snyder seem to be the most at war with each other, right? So Snyder apparently wants to buy 25% from Smith and Rothman. So that would make him and his family about 85% owners of the Washington football team, but not the 15% apparently owned by Shore. Now, maybe there's a way that this group that is trying to apparently buy the Washington football team or the 40% state could buy that 15%. That I don't know. But this is a messy situation. It's only going to get messier uh, and sorted and more dirty laundry and more everything. But we just wanted to pass along that news to you uh, because certainly uh, it is, again, sloppy at best. All right, so that's that. We gave you the injury report. We have that. And here we go with coming up on Ken Zampezi, the quarterback's coach, next, right here on the Locked On Washington football team podcast. All right, guys, once again, it is Chris Russell here for our friends at Pepsi. You know this football season, again, going to be different. Pepsi here is ready to get you ready for game day, no matter how you watch this season. Uh, I keep telling you, I'm going to be at FedEx Field. Unfortunately, fans are not allowed but we can share something in common. You can grab an ice-cold Pepsi or Diet Pepsi. I'm going to grab an ice-cold Diet Pepsi out of my cooler in the press box, and we can watch football together and drink Pepsi or Diet Pepsi together. How about that? Because we are passionate fans, and we are the real generational talent that Pepsi fuels. Pepsi, is it made for those who play the game? It's not made for Alex Smith. No, no, no. It's made for you and me, those who watch the game. Pepsi, made for football watching. Go to madeforfootballwatching.com to check out the latest football watching content from our friends at Pepsi. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. All right, here on the Locked On Washington football team podcast, here's quarterback coach Ken Zampezi talking about Alex Smith and Dwayne Haskins. Hey, Ken, I guess just how would you evaluate Alex's last couple of weeks and specifically what he did against Detroit and just how he seems to be progressing in your mind? Well, we're real excited about his progress. Uh, you know, he came off the bench twice, so he gets thrown in there a little bit. You can see how his, his reactions get better and better as time goes. And then having a whole full week of practice last week uh, really helped things. So we're real excited about going into this week and where he's at. And, uh, you know, he's continuing to make progress physically. Ron really likes the way he spreads the ball around. Why do you think – is that just Alex the player? Is it the system? Why do you think Alex uh, does such a good job in that aspect? Well, he does it exactly how we ask him to do it. And then he, he does it with decisiveness. Everything's thought out. Every look's thought out when I'm going to this guy and why. So that when it happens on game day, it's natural, it's quick, it's decisive. And it goes where we said it was supposed to go. And uh, you love that as a coach. The things that you talk about during the week actually happen on game day. That's a huge positive. And uh, it makes you want to give more and more. 
Again, um, what has it been like for you to, you know, work with three very different quarterbacks at different stages in their careers, different strengths? Um, what type of adjustment does that take for you as a coach? Well, there, there's certain things that are, this is how we do it and we're all going to do it like this. And then there's certain things like your delivery that's tailored to the guy, knowing his strengths and weaknesses, what to emphasize with that particular guy different than another guy. And that was part of the process in the spring as best we can to get to know the guys, style of personality, build bridges, relationships. So there's a bonds that you can fall back on here uh, as you go through the season and things get a little tougher. And so uh, we all spend a lot of time uh, building those bridges with the guys so we can have good communication now and know what kind of communication works with each guy. Hey, thanks, Ken. Um, what, with, with, can you, what are you doing with Dwayne now to maybe help that development? What, you know, behind the scenes, what is he doing? What are you guys doing with him? Well, a couple of different things. We're, we're meeting extra, that's for sure. We've got Steven as a young guy, so we have some young guys in the building that need a little, little TLC that way, and that's exactly what they're getting. They're responding well to that. It's not something that just flashes overnight, hey, we're here. You know, it's a, it's a very gradual understanding of the offense and it gets a little bit better each week and then you get a little bit more comfortable with the reads as you go forward and the speed of your processing of the looks and that's what we're looking for we're trying to accelerate that uh, that learning curve can you see a difference in that and are there things that how do you do how do you accelerate that do you take them on the field afterwards is it more meeting rooms what what is that like well we do extra meeting meeting time film time we get a little head start on the install with the young guys uh and then back there, we're constantly talking while Alex is, is up and going. We're constantly talking about the play that happened, uh, what he saw, what, what the guys back there saw, and, and they're actually playing the play while Alex is playing the play, going through the steps, the reads, the, all that, as if they were in. Hey, Ken. Good to see you again. Raina Walker with The Athletic. Um, a few weeks ago, Ron was saying that part of what they're trying to evaluate right now as the season ends is whether this team has a franchise quarterback. You've worked with a number of guys that have taken over as franchise quarterbacks. In your opinion, what, how do you determine if there's a franchise quarterback and like, what are the hallmarks of a guy like that? Well, they win. I mean, first and foremost, those guys win. Uh, they, they end up making the guys around them better. They process a, every day as if it's game day. They're, they're live, they're on, there's a sense of urgency. And the way they play infects the other guys in a positive way. And uh, so we're constantly watching, not necessarily when a guy has a rep when he doesn't have a rep. You know, we're always evaluating how a guy uh, takes the information, processes it, and then has a chance to spit it back to you or show you by the play. And then the drill work, there's a lot of things involved in that. And we're going through that process right now. Ron was saying yesterday that he, like, with the meetings going virtual, you guys are doing kind of something special for the quarterbacks. Do you know what he meant by that? Or what are you guys kind of doing now that the meetings are virtual and you can't be in person? Well, they're able to come into the, uh, the building early. So we're, we're working with them earlier and uh, getting a head start on each day's install. And then do you find it like, how is it different preparing for an actual game week over Zoom rather than you know, they're going over like the installs of a playbook and the string, that sort of thing. Well, we're actually able to be uh, in person with the quarterbacks. So we're doing that. So we're not doing, yeah. So it, it matters too. the, uh, the context and the eye contact and the delivery and the emphasis of the different points we're trying to make, you lose a little bit over zoom, you know, and, uh, but fortunate we're, we're together and we're able to do that together. Hey, Ken, I, I wonder, um, you know, as Dwayne has, has stepped into this new role as the backup, how have you seen his, his preparation change and, and, and where have you seen uh, the growth? 
Well, when, when we're in the meetings, just uh, some of the attention to detail things, we spent a lot of time talking about how to take notes, how to highlight a play in such a way that, that things jump out to you when you review them later in the week, just study skills and, and how you start that like you would if you were, you know, you get to a university and you're, you know, how do you, how do you make the important things jump out at you? Uh, test guys at the end of the week, they got to draw, draw plays and reads and spin them back to you. So we're constantly uh, make, making our young guys jump through those hoops so that they can really digest the information, memorize it, and then they don't think about it when it happens on the field. Cam Sims has said one of the like the things about Alex as the quarterback is he gives you the answers ahead of time. I don't think there's like a, a number or a percentage of of what part of the quarterback's job that is, but in terms of getting you know everyone else on the offense ready, how does that kind of factor in with also the athletic component and things like that? Well, I'm guessing what he's referring to is, for example, you're in the huddle and, and you're given a play and it's a Z comeback and you're looking right at him, emphasis of the Z and you're staring at him. You've already had the conversation in the building. Hey, when this thing happens, we're going to have a great shot at this. Then you eyeball and you say Z comeback and you come out of the huddle at ready break and say, hey, give me all your depth. So you're constantly feeling good about what's about to happen in the building, the delivery in the huddle, breaking the huddle on the way to the line. There's an atmosphere of, damn, this thing's going to work. You know, so you're on your, your, your most positive mental state when that ball gets snapped and we're rolling and we've already talked about it. Those are the kind of things that a veteran does. Those are the kind of things that Alex does. And when you're processing where the routes are and who's where and fixing a formation, you don't get all those things. And that's the maturation process that we're going through. Hey, Ken, Les Carpenter at the Washington Post. Uh, you know, one thing I've been wondering about is how do you feel about Alex's uh, escapability at this point, uh, especially, you know, when you first started with him in camp? That's the part that's gotten a lot better. Uh, I'm I'm fine. I really I, I like where he's at, and he's not. He hadn't hit a plateau either, so it's going to get better as we go, as we make adjustments to the brace and, and the different things that that gives you. You know, we're tinkering on the way, and uh, you know, shit. It's not like when he's a rookie, but you know, we're making progress every week, and he's aware of it, and he works at it. And uh, then we do the drill work to make sure that that we're feeling good as we make moves quickly. And you saw in the last Detroit game, there's one in the second half. He really had to get up inside of an edge rusher. And I was like, oh, yeah, okay, here we go. It was great. You know what, something else too, I mean, do you feel like there is a future for Dwayne? I mean, that things, not necessarily here, but just in general. I mean, is, do you feel good about his long term? I do. There's very few people that can throw the ball like that. He's, he's in a select group that way. Uh, but there's more to quarterback than that. And we're working on that right now. And uh, it's early for him. He just got into the league. This should be his last year in college as a fifth-year senior. You know what I mean? So let's not rush to judgment on anything. Let's let him determine his own future, and we're all here to support him. Hey, Ken. Um, speaking of young quarterbacks, obviously you've seen lots of young guys come in the league from, uh, from college. I'm just wondering, what have you seen as, like, the biggest change over time when you see guys come in the league now, the adjustment period for them when it comes from college to the NFL? What's the biggest uh, difference you see with guys coming in the league today? Well, I think the biggest adjustment I've seen is the offense adjust to who they're bringing in. Because when you pick a guy high, he's playing, basically. Most teams, they come and they pick a guy real high, he's playing. So you have to do what he does well right now. So you have to adjust as coaches. And I think you've seen over the last uh, seven, eight years, us as coaches adapt faster to the guys we got than making them fit to what the offense is. So I, I, hats off to most of these coaches around the league that are really finding ways to get their young guys to play good early.
and you say that these guys are going to come in and play, and that's not everybody has that philosophy, and it obviously depends on the quarterback. Just in general, what's your thought about that? Do you like the idea of if you draft the guy high, playing him right away, or would you prefer to, to, to a waiting period? Uh, it depends on what else you have on the roster, you know, and where your team's at. Are you in rebuilding? Are you right in the middle? You got to – do you have skill – like in Cincinnati, we had skill guys. John Kitna was on the roster. We played John Kitna instead of throwing Carson Palmer out there the first year. So it really depends who you have, where you're at in the program, those kinds of things. There's not one right way or wrong way. All right, thanks once again to WashingtonFootball.com and quarterbacks coach Ken Zampezi for joining us right here on the Lockdown Washington Football Team podcast. When we finish up and put the icing on the cake, we'll hear from starting left tackle now, Morgan Moses. That's next. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, this is the Locked On Washington football team podcast. Right back to the Inova Sports Performance Center. Let's hear from Morgan Moses, who draws the start over at left tackle. Uh, because Cornelius Lucas is out and Jaron Christian is on injured reserve. So, so break it down for us. What's the what's the secret? What's the what's the key? How how hard is it? I mean, it's just first of all, it's just you know, obviously, just the pace of the game, obviously changing on that side a little bit. You know, obviously because you haven't played that side in a long time. But um, at the end of the day, it's still football. You know, um, you know, I, I train both ways um, throughout the summer and stuff like that. So. Um, just to be mentally ready, you, you never know. Um, you know, first of all, Coach Maskell told us, you know, as soon as he got here that, hey, you guys got to be ready to play all five positions. So um, that being said, um, you know, practice has been well for me this week and just uh, ready to take on this task. Morgan, what is it like switching hey, in Morgan, the middle of the game, though? Like how, how much of a, like a mental and physical adjustment does that does that take? Uh, in the middle of the game, man, obviously, you know, um, I probably had a couple of come to Jesus talks with myself before that first snap at left tackle. Um, you know, obviously, you got a player on a, on a, on a lane on the field for an injury. Uh, you know, you got some time. So um, I had some self-talks to myself, and uh, you know, I was able to get it done. You know, obviously, at the heat of the game, you know, they're depending on you to come in and uh, play well. So, um, you know, you just, you know, take it one snap at a, one ta- one snap at a time. Hey, Morgan, hey, Morgan John Kime. Hey, did you have- – have you been in contact with Trent? Did you talk to him this week about any tips about playing left tackle? Um, I haven't. I haven't. But um, obviously, you know, just studying this, studying this film, you know, being able to you know, look at what the left tackles have been uh, have done successfully against uh, this group of pass rushers and uh, try to take some things from there and just go play football. You know, like I said, man, I've, I've played I've played a lot of football here um and then obviously you know moving to the left side is a different it's a different transition but you know having having that you you've played a, a number of plays that i've played um it gives you a little bit of advantage is it does it help too that like pass Stevens. rushers the top pass the the top pass rushers don't always line up on one side and where they switch around you so you faced all these top passers before how much does that help in going to the left side um, you know, is you know, obviously, just 
my my films obviously my film study and then the, my growth as a player since my rookie year has been the difference you know obviously like I said you know having you know played for you know seven years in this league and seen a lot of looks and you know, obviously the adjustment to left tackle um is different you know it's more like writing with your right hand when you're really right-handed and you're in, and you have to write with your left hand so um you know obviously just being able to see all these defenses uh, numerous of times throughout the week and just uh throughout my career you know just making me feel comfortable over there but obviously knowing that we got you know a great group of guys and we got a number 11 behind us who uh knows what he has to do to get the ball off and things like that it just helps Morgan, along the lines with Alex Smith, what have you seen from him over these last few games, just in terms of you know his comfort level out there? Uh, it's been amazing. You know, obviously, I've I, I've been. It's only a couple of us on this team that's been here when he when he when he went down. Um, so just to be able to see the growth pattern of him and a guy that's willing to you know still put his body on the line for the betterment of the team, it's uh it's amazing, man. You don't get to come around these guys like this often, man. Um, and it's. The one word you can use is just selfless and fearless, man, is uh, two words that you can, you can use for Alex Smith. Hey, Morgan, obviously you're talking about the fact that this is uh, new and different and you just, just, you're going to try to figure this out for this week. But does any part of you at all think to yourself this could be the first step towards maybe staying on the left side? Um, I will have to – you have to talk to Brandon about that, who's not sitting too far from us, um, how he would feel about that. Um <laughs> Um, um, for me, man, it's just playing football, man. Obviously, uh, it's a need right now for the team. And so wherever coach wants me to fill in, you know, I'm just get in there and try to do the best job as possible. Uh, these new rules about you guys practicing uh, or having your meetings virtually, what's that do for an offensive line? Because you guys, uh, obviously, communication's pretty big there. Um, you know, it, 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 it's definitely different, but it's the new norm, obviously, and we can't change what's going on. And we just got to run with it. Everybody in the league is going through it, and so we can't make an excuse excuse about it because everybody else is doing it so um like i said man it's just taking one day at a time and, and get in here and get done what we need to get done and just get out morgan i noticed at the end of the, the practice that we're allowed to see on fridays that the linemen take passes from brandon is that part of a friday fun thing or also like this could actually happen type thing no this is a ritual that that i think coach masco has done over the years um obviously with brandon sheriff's high school quarterback background um, obviously, for you guys that didn't know that he was a starting quarterback in high school. Um, and then, you know, we ha we pride ourselves on big, being big skill guys. So we have some guys in the room that think they can route, uh, run routes better than some of these tight ends that we have. Um, no no salt thrown on the tight ends. It's just a competitive thing. Um, uh, so going forward, man, this is just something that we do just to get loose, man. So we enjoy it just to get, a, get out and run around a little bit. And that's going to do it for us right here on the Locked on Washington football team podcast. Thanks for being with us all week. We'll be back with another episode late Sunday night into Monday. Will it be a victory Monday? Huh, here's hoping, right? We need one. Uh, and then a short week, so we'll have a compressed schedule for Thanksgiving Day at Dallas. I'm Chris Russell. Have a great rest of your weekend. Adios. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. 
Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.